Welcome to the Luke Show, the best damn podcast in the world. He's unfiltered, uncut, and unapologetic. Now, let's get started. Here's Uncle Luke. Hey, welcome to the Luke Show. Hey, baby, that's what I'm talking about. This is the Luke Show, and this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking sports, entertainment, politics. Sports, entertainment, politics. Right here on my podcast. This is the only podcast where you're going to get the blood raw. It ain't no filter on here. There's no filter. So we're going to interview all the top entertainers, all the top politicians. We're going to interview random people. I don't care. We're going to talk to everybody about the things that we need to talk about, the things that you talk about in the in the strip club, the things you talk about at the at the club, the things you talk about in at the coffee shop, the things you talk about at Starbucks, the things you talk about in the cigar lounge. We're going to talk about it all right here on the Luke Show. We're going to get out with the get out. And let me tell you this here. My first guess, my first guess, it's, it don't get, listen, it don't get no bigger than this. It don't get no bigger than this, baby. Bakari Sellers. You know Bakari Sellers. That's the guy who be on CNN. That's the brother on CNN who speaks so eloquently, who breaks them boys off the, when he when he debates those, those Republican politicians. He break them down to the lowest terms. It's like watching Bill che- Belichick still, still plays. It's epic. Bakari Sellers, my man, an attorney who worked for the Democratic Leadership Council and Obama for America. He has been a member of South Carolina Legislative Black Caucus since 2006. Bakari is also a former South Carolina House of Representatives, where he represented the 90th District since 2006, and also a 2014 Lieutenant Governor candidate. Uncle Lou. Unfortunately, we had a little technical difficulties with today's show. Actually, it cut off. You know, I like to keep it 100. A large part of the beginning cut off, you know, with Bakari. And uh, I just I just got to let y'all know. It was dope. It was dope because Bakari was singing and everything. I asked him everything from, you know, what's your favorite rap artist, what you liked it in school, what you grew up to, and all that beautiful stuff. But one of the most important questions that I did ask him, which he'll answer right now, was about the media, the media and uh, Kamala Harris and how negative the media has been. Unfortunately, a lot of people have been saying, well, only one person, Simone, has been saying that I have been... uh, negative to Miss Kamala, so I do fall into the media. Uh, but I don't think that's the case. I think people are just stating the facts. And and let's let's just hear what Bakari has to say. They don't talk about when she was creating the as AG, the Bureau of Children's Justice, um, where she was advocating for, for uh, mostly minority and poor uh, and disenfranchised children. Um, they don't they don't talk about, you know, the fact that she was one of the one of the most put upon if not the most put upon 
degraded, degraded voices that we have are young black women who go missing and are the victims of sexual assault and rape and all of those things and how she was a, uh, you know, a soldier for them while she was doing it. Now, I don't I can't say sit here and say that I agree with everything she did because, you know, she was coming along during the 90s and 2000s when, you know, times have changed. That was the lock them up era. That was the uh, that was the 94 crime bill era. And, you know, the questions that she has to answer, you know, I, I need to make sure that you and everybody else are asking the same question of Joe Biden, who wrote the bill, um, Bernie Sanders, who voted for the 94 crime bill. So, I mean, these questions have to be asked of all of them. And then what are we going to do now? Who has the vision now to unravel all that damage that was done? And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that she has some some some. Of course, we have to challenge her on her record. And I think we need to ask those questions about what she did. Are there, is there anything that she regrets? For example, people talk to me and I, I, I saw your uh, I, I actually read your stuff, your op-ed pieces. And oh. I saw your Yeah. I saw your op-ed. I saw your, your last two, but I uh, actually was reading it, and you were talking about the truancy program um, and how and it's it gets so conflated. So you know, I wanted to be clear. They had they had an attendance rate in the schools in San Francisco that was deplorable, and she didn't put anybody in jail. You know, people are always like, "Oh, well, she was going to arrest parents," and I, no, 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 nobody, nobody went to jail. But what did happen was attendance rates went up thirty percent. And families and, and families were more involved in their um, children's future because somebody actually cared about it. And so we have to be very clear about people's message, but we have to ask the questions. And so that's why I'm here. I mean, I, I just want to be able to sort through all the BS and kind of get to what really matters. And, yeah, she got she got to answer some stuff. But I also want to be clear about some of the things she did. And, you know, right now this is going to sound real strange to some folk. But, you know, between her. And, and people like Rand Paul and and even Tim Scott. I mean, that's the reason we got the First Steps Act, and we got a lot of a lot of black folk who are benefiting from that. And it's just it literally is just the first step. We got a lot more work to do, um, but you should, you got to also get credit for what you're doing now. So, I mean, check the record, but let's be honest about it. You know, I'm just thinking uh, she get through. You know, the whole Democratic Party end up becoming the uh, the Democratic nominee. She's going up against Trump. <laughs> um, on stage, it's, I mean, if we could imagine that, if we could imagine, I mean, some of the things that he did to Hillary Clinton by bringing in um, the former lovers of Bill Clinton to a debate, you know, and the things that he said about, you know, uh, some of the other candidate, female candidates, how how degrading would that conversation to a black woman be? Do you think that would energize? The African American vote. Yeah, I mean, uh, because I, you know, what I, what I, what I, what I tell people all the time, man, is that, and I think you would appreciate this as well, is that, you know, the the black vote is usually determined by, and what I say, the black vote is determined by my mama and her friends. Like it is determined by those older women in our community, older black mm-hmm. women in our community, and may, the 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 reason that's the case is because really. It's, a, it's our fault because I don't do a good enough job. We don't do a good enough job of going to the vote that you're talking about, the hood vote, the going to the streets to get those people motivated, give them a reason to turn out and vote other than just saying I'm a Democrat, show up for me because that don't work. People deserve more than that. Right. 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 Um, but I do think that, you know, uh, Donald Trump has never, ever had to face this type of opponent. And I'm not sure she's going to back down from him if she makes it that far. Um, I don't think she's going to back down from him. But I do know that if he comes out of his neck sideways, that that's going to energize a lot of people, especially black women. And I think that a lot of black men are going to be like, wait a minute now, you can't talk. You can't be talking to, 
uh, women like that. And, I, I, you know, Donald Trump don't care what comes out of his mouth slick. So I wouldn't be surprised by anything he said. I will yeah, tell you, I, this, though, man to man, look, I, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I got a big problem with uh, – uh, and I might get in trouble for saying this, but I got a big problem with Willie Brown and his op-ed piece. You know, oh. I just I just think there's certain things that G-code, man code, whatever you want to call it, you just don't. Right, do. right, 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 right. And that's one of them. So we can, you know, we can talk about him if, if you want. I usually don't go down that path and I won't, but I yeah, just. I mean, that. <clears throat> that was that was going to be my next thing. That was going to be my, my next thing, because, again, um, you know, black on black, you know, political crime you know, happens all the time. We always say, oh, why we, you know, black on black crime within the neighborhood, but, you know, African-Americans with suits on, I think, uh, committed all the time. And in the piece Willie Brown did, I mean, talk about how you feel, how you feel about a, a prominent politician. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have another Af- young African-American woman at the time and, you know, to this day now, this is her biggest moment in her life. You know, that's generational, man. I I, I think I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for everything that Mayor Brown had has accomplished in California. He's a luminary in, in black politics. But I just felt like that was disrespectful and beyond the pale. And that's my personal opinion. You know, I, I you know, I, I don't I think that, that, you know, a lot of times the conversations that surround Kamala Harris and a lot, you know, you got four four women running for president of the United States. I think it's four: Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, uh, Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota, uh, from Minnesota and Kirsten Gillibrand from New York. And, you know, a lot of times the questions they have to answer about who they're married to, who they may have slept with, like not questions that, that male candidates have to answer at all. And I just think uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't in, engage in that, but I will tell you that, you know, that what, what mayor Brown did, and I think you might agree is is mm-hmm. was beyond the pill. I mean, that's just not something we do. I, I didn't grow up like that. I mean, no, 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 no. That's a violation. That is most definitely a violation of the code. <laughs> that is definitely he that he violated every code in the book, and <laughs> and he's supposed to get pimp slap for that. <laughs> You're listening to the Luke Show. Join the conversation by posting your questions or comments on social media using the hashtag the Luke Show. Back to you, Uncle Lou. You said that the Democratic Party is old. Yeah. I mean, uh, when you say it's old, uh, talk about, you know, talk about it being old and what do you see and what you think, you know, the party needs to look like in order to be able to win this election? I mean, when I say it's old, I mean, it's leadership. I mean, people want to talk about the Democratic Party's leadership. All right. You got Hillary Clinton. You got Bernie Sanders. You got Joe Biden. You got Nancy Pelosi. You got Chuck Schumer and Jim Clyburn, Steny Hoyer. Everybody I named is either in leadership or de facto leader Bill Clinton. And they're all over the age of 68, 69. Right. I mean, the only leaders we have in our party who uh, are not, uh, you know, of that age and that age group are are, uh, Barack and Michelle Obama. And so I think it's just time for a new generation. I mean, it, it's hard when you when you communicate via, via social media. It's hard when, you know, you like I said, we have to meet people where they are. And now people are concerned about what ICE does because of 21 Savage. Now, if I go up and talk to somebody who's 75 years old about 21 Savage's immigration problem, they're going to look at me like I'm crazy. And, you know, that but that is the way that is the way that we um, that's the way that we that we deal with with politics from what we know and understand. And so. 
you know, for us, we have a whole new generation of activists, a whole new generation of heroes. I, Mama Muhammad Ali is, is Colin Kaepernick. You know, you know, we, we go through these things and we we um, and, and so it's very, very difficult. We need to make sure I'm not saying at all get rid of all of the leadership. That's not what I'm saying. But I, you got to give young people a chance to lead. You got to. Yeah, you definitely got to do that. I, I think uh, in a large part of us down here in Florida feel that uh, uh, Andrew lost mm-hmm. the Democratic Party, came in and just took, hijacked the whole entire campaign, automatically fired the, you know, fired the original campaign man- manager who was running a grassroots program, uh, brought in all these different people. And, and you could you kind of tell about the election. I mean, the, the whole his old uh, run after he won. Uh, I mean, it was the stupidest thing in the world. You, you know, but I, I all these new. You, you got to learn from your mistakes. And I, I'll tell you one thing about it. I've known Andrew for a long period of time. He's going to be back. And so hopefully yes. you two can sit down. I mean, and you got to learn from stuff like this because he got beat by a, a stone cold, flat out racist. Um, yes. And he got no, he got, doubt, no doubt about it. But but what, what, what I'm saying is this, you know, because I, I like Andrew. I think he's a star. You know, uh, but it's, it's the party, you know, because yeah. we're talking about the party. When the party comes in, the party hijacks the campaign and make it become what they want it to become. We talk about, you know, hip hop artists. Uh, they do a big concert in Tallahassee and they have Puff Daddy and they oh, have all, right. you know, yeah. Funk Master Flex and everybody. But you, you, you need the numbers in Duval County. And there's a little guy named Little Duval in Duval <laughs> County. Yeah. That's the number one record at the time, him and Snoop Dogg, and you don't engage him into, into the election. Yeah. You know and You don't engage Rick Ross. You don't engage these, these other guys. And yeah. so, the, and you know, even, even with me, it was a lady called me from New York. I'm like, why are you calling me from New York to talk about a guy who used to live in, in a uh, Kindle? You're listening to The Luke Show. Join the conversation by posting your questions or comments on social media using the hashtag The Luke Show. Back to you, Uncle Luke. Is the NRA our fight? Does that, you know, because I feel like once we mention in the NRA, that means we're, we're taking on a different fight as far as the African-American community because you know, I, I did a piece and I talked about it and I had, you know, a lot of conversations with different people in the hood because in Chicago, Miami, California, Overtown, all these different places, nobody's going to jail. You know, the, the, the mass murderers are shooting up, you know, it, it, nobody's going to jail. So when we talk NRA, I think a lot of us shut down because I need my gun if I live in the hood because next door, I know the killer lives next door to me. He's killed multiple people. So now when you start talking about taking my gun, other than talking about being tough on crime, you know, I think that's 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 a lot. That's just, that's where we, that's where our messaging is screwed up because I, for example, I got a CWP, right? And so I I got a concealed weapons permit. I mean, I'm from the South. I'm from South Carolina. We go hunting. We do all of that stuff. Everybody, Mm -hmm. Every Democrat, Republican, it don't matter what you look like. Everybody has a CWP. Everybody has a thirty-eight or a little twenty-two or whatever, whatever you need. And you got, you got, you, you got what you go hunting with. But the NRA is a problem, and the reason the NRA is a problem. Let me give you the perfect example. I mean, first of all, they're the most powerful lobbying organization in the country, save for probably AARP, right? And so, 
it, look at look at what happened in Charleston, the Charleston massacre, where one of my very good friends um, was, was was brutally murdered because of the color of his skin, along with eight other people, and his wife mm-hmm. was in the church. Right? The NRA is the reason that 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 guy was that Dylan Roof was able to buy a gun because right now, you know, if you go to a gun store and they they have uh, they have a certain amount of time, they have seventy two hours to implement a background check, right? And if the background check is not completed in that 72 hours, you know, you you can go back and they have they can sell you a gun if they so choose. It's not as if they, it gets extended or they continue to background check, because if they would have con- been able to complete the background check because there was a backlog at the FBI, if they were able to complete the background check, he would have never been able to buy that gun. It's called a Charleston loophole. I mean, that's just one small example. I mean, the and you want to talk about taking guns away. I mean, Donald Trump's now taking away everybody's bump stocks. If Barack Obama would have been like, I'm taking away your bump stocks. Man, they would have ran that man clean out the out the White House. Oh, and no so, doubt about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I I don't want, I don't, listen, they still are waiting on Barack Obama to take their guns away. They've been talking about Barack Obama taking their guns away since 06. That man ain't trying to take your guns away. Didn't try to take your guns away. But we do need common sense gun reform. I don't know why you, why you're 18, 19 years old and you can go buy an assault rifle from Dick Sporting Goods. Like that, that to me doesn't, doesn't make sense. I don't know why everyone doesn't have to have a background check to get a gun. I mean, that, that to me doesn't make sense. And I think if you committed domestic violence, you should lose your gun rights. If you, if you commit domestic violence, because usually what happens is the next mm-hmm. time it escalates. That's just common sense to me. I ain't trying to take nobody's gun, but I do want people to exercise common sense. So, so you're probably the first person that I've ever talked to that got blocked by Donald Trump. <laughs> how, how, how did that happen? I mean, I, I didn't say all, I didn't went on his Twitter and said everything, but I called him everything but the child of God, and I don't think he blocked me. How yeah. did you get blocked? Man, it's, 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 I have no idea. I mean, I was, I was actually in the spa one day. I was chilling out. I was off work. It was a Saturday or something like that. I can't remember. Maybe a Friday. And my phone was going crazy. It almost died. It, it was blowing up. And people were like, Donald Trump talking about you. He actually tweeted about me. He called me a loser and everything else. And then I um, tried to follow him and tweet. You know, I wanted to tweet back. Man, a man had me blocked. Man, I can't do nothing. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're a nice, smooth guy, but you get into it with a lot of people. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you called Kanye West. Uh, uh, I mean, don't read, man. That's your boy. I'm gonna let you have Kanye. No, man. no, 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 no. That's hey, I, I feel the same way about it as you do. I, you know, I, I try to tell a young fella. I got him a long time ago. I, I mean, you know, hey, you know, he's, you know, all that the reality TV and getting played on reality TV, and and then now you go put your little red hat on and then go to go to Trump. And bow down to this man, and he, everybody in the America looking at you looking crazy. That was that was the wildest thing. Man, listen, man. I, I think that we all have a platform, and like for example, we gonna me and you gonna see each other, and we not gonna necessarily agree on everything. But I have no question about where your heart is and the people that you care for. Mm-hmm. If Kanye West walks in the room, I don't know if he's on our team. You know, I, I don't know if he cares about the plight of black folk, whether or not it's in Chicago or L.A. or wherever he lives. I, I just can't. I can't trust that. I don't know that. And I just think that, you know, he's a self-proclaimed non-reader. And I just don't think that's, you know, we got a whole generation out here. I thought that College Dropout, his first album, I mean, I was in college. I was in Atlanta at Morehouse. That was one of the best albums I, I can remember. I mean, if, if you had if you had Kanye producing your, your song, I mean, people used to wear what, the, the polos and backpacks. He made that yep. cool. And now I don't I don't know who he is. Um, but 
you know, I, I don't have time to, to rehabilitate him. I mean, he, that's on that's on some some of those famous people out there. I, I just will call it like I see it. Exactly. So in 2022, you're going to run for Congress? Man, I'm going to either run for Congress in 2020 or 2022. I'm, I'm my Congress. Oh, 2020. Oh, we got an exclusive. We got yeah, a- I'm just, I, I am uh, I am hopeful that um, one day soon, I, Jim Clyburn is my congressman. I love him. I work for him. I adore him. If he uh, chooses not to run in, in 2020, I, I will definitely be on the ballot. Oh, that's great. So uh, what, what, what made you take a hiatus from politics? Um, you know, Sometimes when you're doing stuff um, and, and you, you just need to step back and do some introspection. I served from uh, when I was 21, 22 years old to the time I was 30. And sometimes you just take a step back and realize you weren't as important as you thought you were. You regroup, you focus on what's what's you prioritize, you, you get yourself healthy and focused. And, uh, you know, and there, are, there will be opportunities and I'm going to be prepared to capitalize on those opportunities. So that so that's basically saying that you believe in term limits. I don't know. If, I mean, I think you have term limits every two years, but I, I believe people need to take a break sometimes and go home. I mean, I don't think you'll see you don't need to be there 30 years. But, um, you know, I, I do think that that was my time to leave. And I, the, the person who came behind me, he was the lawyer for Walter Scott and his family, the, the young man who got shot on camera down in Charleston. Um, and he he's slightly younger than me. And so I don't have all the ideas and he he's doing a great job. So trying to keep that youth movement going um, in the seat that I held. You know, before I let you go, I got to ask you about Cory Booker. You think he's going to make it? You know, I I, I want to. I'm a. What what was my friend's name from Insecure? I'm cheering for everybody black, right? No, I want him to do well um, because you know it, they're all running because of Shirley Chisholm and Fannie Lou Hamer right. and Ella Baker. You know, and that their our ancestors are looking down on us. And I, I I don't know if Cory Booker has a path to be the president of the United States, but I want him to do well and. You know, he was on my 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 good homeboys show, Charlemagne, the other day. They asked him a question about, uh, you know, what was his black agenda? And Corey's going to have to have an answer for that. This whole, you know, rising tide lifts all boats thing ain't ain't what I want to hear or, or many black folk. So, um, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I do wish him well. And I think he's he's a great orator. He's going to bring some excitement. We'll see what happens. You're listening to The Luke Show. Join the conversation by posting your questions or comments on social media using the hashtag The Luke Show. Back to you, Uncle Luke. If you had two African-American uh, candidates running like we do have right now, should that have been disgusted through some of the black caucuses? Or not? You know, people ask that question all the time, and I say the answer to that is no. I mean, because if you got two qualified people, how are you going to determine which one? And you almost had four. You still may have three because my good friend, Deval Patrick, former governor of Massachusetts, was thinking about running. Eric Holder may run. And now you got Kamala and Corey. Let, listen, man, let them let them all run. I mean, they, they got to come through South Carolina where it's going to matter. Matter of fact, uh, breaking news. I want to I want to bring you to South Carolina, take you to some of the schools. Let, let me and you do a little town hall here so we can talk about the black vote. And hey, see what hey listen, man. And I, I I love it. You know me. I like to get, you know, I think I'm I'm better off in front of a crowd anyway. You know, I I I would love it and 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 I would I mean anytime you call me, you you are you automatically got me. So if you need me to come out there, you know, but you I, I do have to warn you, I was the first rapper barred from South Carolina. Oh really? Yeah, I was barred. I, I mean probably about ten years ago then. 
We might yeah. have to do this in Augusta or, or Charlotte. Put you on the corner. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, hey, I had a I had a five year sentence where I couldn't come in there and perform or do anything, but <laughs> but it ran out. It ran out. <laughs> That's when I was a, a a a real bad guy. What's the Democratic Party agenda? It, so the agenda has to be one where we talk about expanding the middle class so that uh, poor people in this country uh, can make sure that they can all have opportunities to achieve their American dream and you're not defined by your zip code. But to even drill down on that, we got to make sure we take care of the basic fundamentals for people. People deserve clean water. They deserve clean air. They deserve quality schools. They deserve to make sure that if they do well in school, in middle school and high school, that they can go to college, that college is not a luxury, but it's an opportunity. We need to make sure that we people have quality health care, that when you have a heart attack, it doesn't bankrupt your family. We need to control drug prices. I mean, we need to make sure that people don't take away our right to vote. We need to have an agenda, to sum it up, a democracy agenda. That's what I call it, or a freedom agenda. Because right now we have so many systems of oppression in this country, from our education system, our environmental injustices, um, uh, our uh, uh, infrastructure in this country, our criminal justice system. We need to tear all of that down and give people hope. So I'm all about a freedom agenda, and I hope that the Democratic Party rocks with me on that. Oh man, see that there, there it is, there it is. Now I'm now I'm trying to nominate you to, to run. <laughs> to, to president. I mean, hey, hey, I we I, we've heard, you know, from DeBargelo, the mayor of New York, from him to uh, Miss Harris to to Booker. I mean. Uh, Bloomberg, nobody said it like that. I can relate to that. You can you can have a suit on. You can have. I mean, I can relate to that. You can you can come tell me that that that's just straight shooting. And I think in order to win in this election, you're gonna have to have a person just not saying a bunch of a bunch of nothing, but saying something. And for the first time, I've heard someone say something. You know, an agenda, a platform. That's and you summed it up. So I mean. So eloquently. Well, let's get it, man. I, I listen, anytime you need me back on the show as we get closer to uh election cycle, just let me know. I'm down and, and thank you for giving me um thank you for giving me memorable upper bound parties and music to rock to, man. I appreciate hey, it. Hey man, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on the show. And I'm just, you know, I, I like I tell all my all my guests, I, I you know, I'm just happy to have made your uh college experience a great experience. <laughs> You're listening to The Luke Show. Join the conversation by posting your questions or comments on social media using the hashtag The Luke Show. Back to you, Uncle Luke. Remember, The Luke Show is your show, and I love to hear your thoughts and your takes on what was said, even if you want me to interview certain people, because you know I ain't scared of nobody. Uh, ain't scared of nobody. We'll have anybody on here. I'll even have Donald damn Trump on here. And me and him will have an intellectual conversation. Remember, hashtag The Luke Show. That's where you can get it all off your chest. If you don't like what I said on the show, if you don't like any of my guests and what they've said on the show, you can also go, let's talk about it. Hashtag The Luke Show. If you want to know any, just, just holler at me. I don't have no problem with talking to y'all. I like talking to people. Thank you for joining us again. Hey, until the next time, I'll holler. <laughs>